You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones, here with your noon news for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Nearly 20 Carroll High School and Kemper Catholic High School large group speech teams are advancing to the Iowa High School Speech Association State Contest following their district competition over the weekend. 18 teams from Carroll and 7 from Kemper traveled to Manson on Saturday for their performance. 11 Carroll teams earned 1 or excellent ratings in ensemble acting, musical theater, group improv, reader theater, and short film to move on to the next stage. As for Kemper, 6 groups advanced in ensemble acting, musical theater, solo mime, group mime, and group improv. Teams will travel to Lamar's on Saturday, February 4th for the IHSSA State Contest. Carroll is coached by Bill Polking, Tammy Miners, and Sean Canuso. Kemper, large group speech, is coached by Deb Goody, Robert Becker, Susan Glass, and Jake Goody. The complete list of local competing groups and their scores can be found included with this story on our website. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors has set a public hearing date for February 6th regarding the proposed sale of the historic Breda Depot. Late last year, Rhonda and Chuck Martin approached the county with a proposal to purchase the former Chicago and Northwestern station on the Sock Rail Trail and convert the historic structure into a bike rental shop and possibly a cafe. According to Board Chair Stephanie Hausman, county officials recently received a formal offer for the building from the Martins. With this letter, we now have to set a public hearing to allow anybody else that would like to make an offer of the Brita. Details of the offer were not made public on Monday to not create an unfair advantage for other parties interested in the property. The supervisors did not indicate there had been any interest from other individuals, but the public hearing ensures the future sale would comply with Iowa Code. Houseman notes any additional offers must include a specific clause for the county. I'm just making it clear if anybody else steps forward that the county is requesting that we have first right of refusal. If, if we allow it to be sold and then if that person decides to sell again, that the county has first right of refusal. Sealed bids must be submitted to the Carroll County Auditor's Office by the start of the public hearing, which is scheduled for 9.30 a.m. during the board's February 6th meeting. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has ordered flags in Iowa to half-staff, effective immediately in response to a mass shooting over the weekend in California. Authorities say at least 10 people were killed when a 72-year-old gunman opened fire at a Monterey Park, California dance club and killed at least 10 patrons. The governor's order was issued in conjunction with President Joe Biden's proclamation to lower all U.S. flags to half-staff through sunset on Thursday, January 26th. Flags at the state capitol building, flag displays in the capitol complex and public buildings, grounds, and facilities throughout the state uh, will be complying with that order. Individuals, businesses, schools, municipalities, counties, and other government subdivisions are encouraged to fly their flags at half-staff for the same length of time as a sign of respect. And on Friday, physicians from McFarland Clinic in Carroll presented their annual donation to the United Way of Carroll, totaling more than $4,000. Each year, the physician-owned clinic donates to a nonprofit organization that benefits the community. And again, McFarland doctors have chosen the United Way. The donation from the physicians, combined with other McFarland staff, surpassed $4,200. 
The United Way uses these funds to promote the group's primary mission of assisting Carroll County residents through education, health, and financial stability. For more information on the United Way of Carroll and how to support them, you can use the contact points included with this story on our website. And we are going to be taking a quick break here, folks. When we come back, more news is on the way right after this on Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. Shelly Shrek is with us, a CPA with Olson Mulbauer and Company. She's here to talk about an upcoming tax deadline. Shelly. Thank you, John. We are approaching January 31st, which means we have quite a few employer tax reporting requirements due shortly. Most employers will be responsible for filing Form 941 and Form 940, as well as Iowa Unemployment and W-2s. Now, we've seen a few changes the past few years with employer report filings. Can you give us more on that? Yes. Businesses with one or more 1099s and or W-2s containing Iowa tax withholding are required to electronically file Form W-2 wage statements and or 1099 information returns by January 31st. This has been Olson Mulbauer and Company with employer tax reporting tips for today. You can find them at 1127 Plaza Drive or give them a call, 792-4314. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Governor Kim Reynolds is open to repealing the requirement that state and local officials ensure there's an equal balance of men and women appointed to boards and commissions. A bill to repeal that gender balance requirement is eligible for debate in the Senate State Government Committee. Reynolds says she's not committing to sign the bill into law, but the concept is something she supports. I just feel like the best, most qualified, and somebody wants to do it, is the person that we should put in that position. General balance has been required on all boards and commissions in state government since 1987. In 2009, the legislature passed a law to require gender balance on city and county boards and commissions established by state law. Boy, sometimes things go full circle. Uh, I actually um, spoke against that bill when I was a senator in the Iowa State Senate. Reynolds says it has become increasingly hard in rural Iowa to find people to serve on local boards and commissions, and this added requirement makes it even tougher. Iowa governors are responsible for appointing the members of all boards and commissions in state government. Reynolds says her approach to filling those positions isn't likely to change if the gender balance requirement is lifted. Intuitively, I do that anyway because I just think I'm always looking for balance. I think it's important. Um, I think you, it, you need that, um, that kind of um, dynamics to really drive a healthy discussion to get a balanced discussion. So I think that inherently would hopefully happen. I just, I never have felt good about that, uh, you know, I, we need, need three women here to fill three slots. Reynolds made her comments during an interview with Radio Iowa. Supporters of the gender diversity requirement say the law helps bring women who might be overlooked into leadership roles on boards and commissions. Iowa is among eight states that have a gender equity requirement for government boards. Last summer, a Los Angeles court ruled that California's gender diversity requirement was unconstitutional, and the state of California is appealing that ruling. It's unclear if that will come into effect regarding this change for Iowa law. And the state's unemployment rate for December held steady at 3.1%, according to a report released Friday by Iowa Workforce Development. IWD Director Beth Townsend says Iowa ended 2022 in a much stronger position than where we were a year ago. Individual industries certainly continue to feel shocks from high inflation and the ripples of a difficult business cycle, 
But overall, Iowa is now much stronger heading into 2023. Moving forward, IWD's focus will be on continuing our momentum by connecting Iowans to the new jobs created in healthcare, business services, and other growing sectors. Employers added an estimated 2,400 jobs in December, ending 2022 with over 34,000 more positions on payroll than in December of 2021. The state's labor participation rate did fall slightly to close out the year from 67.7% in November to 67.6% in December. Iowa's December unemployment rate was nearly a half point below the national rate of 3.5%. IWD is scheduled to release county-by-county figures tomorrow morning. And this could be a pivotal week for Governor Kim Reynolds' top legislative priority, a school choice bill that would create education savings accounts for students attending private schools. House Speaker Pat Grassley says the goal is for the House to take some level of action on the governor's new bill to give state money over the next two years to low-income parents sending kids to private school. In year three, all private school parents could apply for the state payment. The governor's bill is eligible for debate in the Iowa Senate and House this week. None of the Democrats in either chamber plan to vote for this plan. Senator Claire Celsi of Des Moines says the core mission of the legislature is to fund public, not private schools. It's an embarrassing overreach. It's an embarrassing waste of taxpayer dollars for a very small uh, portion of our population. Senate President Amy Sinclair of Allerton says Republicans in the Senate have been supporting this move for years. I don't think I've been shy in six years of introducing possibility after possibility on the subject of parental rights and choice in education. For six years, I've been singing the same song. Governor Reynolds issued an open letter to Iowans late on Friday calling her plan worthy uh, investment into the future. The top Democrat in the Senate says the governor's plan diverts state funding for public education to wealthy Iowans who do not need the subsidy to pay for private school tuition. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM Midday News for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com, or through the Kale Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.